Welcome to Matalia is Confused. This is episode 20 and it is the second solo episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, we've had some really fun, some really interesting, uh, and some really tragic guests uh, these last few weeks. Um, I'm obviously not going to talk about all of them, but one I did want to talk about at the top of the solo episode was Daryl Marble, the flat earther, or uh, as he prefers, globe denier. What the fuck, you know? What was that? What What is that? Uh, uh, thank you, Daryl. I love you. That aside, the flat earth thing is genuinely mind-boggling to me. I, I asked him about this and he didn't answer and none of them answer this question, but why? Like, why? Who is, who is winning? Who is benefiting? Who is benefiting from this one? Like, the 9-11 truther shit, who's benefiting? Who would benefit if that were to be true? It's clear. The warmongers, the ones that wanted the oil in the Middle East. Who's benefiting in the JFK conspiracy theories? All the various ones. The, the beneficiary, the one who benefits, it becomes clear. At least there's like a there's like a known shadowy villain and the known reason for their their villainry. But there's no villain in the flat earth conspiracy. No one wins. It's just people not believing very basic science. And there's this thing that they all do, they all talk about, they all, they all lean on, well, it's just common sense. It's my experience. But your experience in general, your subjective experience of anything, you, as in you, I'm talking to you, as in anyone, me included, isn't to be relied on. If people don't know that by now, that alone is surprising. But I mean, there's just no reason to not believe that the earth is a fucking round globe. And yet, people believe it. People believe it more now. It's like it's gaining in popularity, gaining steam, the movement, the flat earth society, the flat earth belief. Has more subscribers to its tenets now than say five years ago, certainly 10 years ago. There's, and the fact that there's increasingly less and less of an excuse to believe that shit, it's mind boggling. It's genuinely confusing. People are just losing their fucking minds now and acting crazy and doing crazy things. People can't make sense of anything that's happening. The world is so fucking on top of itself. We're constantly seeing all different things happening all around the world, hearing different versions of it, getting every possible opinion on every possible thing, video of it, deep fakes. Shit's fucking confusing now. 
people just running back to their cubby holes being like, I don't know, the earth is flat. Between that and fucking QAnon shit, there's no excuse to believe things that are so unbelievably wrong. Now more than ever, there's no excuse for that. Just go log on to Google, look up picture of earth. You got it right there. There's a fucking, after after that podcast aired, someone who I think works for NASA, who had heard the podcast, posted a, a, a link to a live stream of a camera as the earth fucking turns. But according to Flat Earthers, that's fake. Why it's being faked, none of them can tell you, but they know it is because they don't experience earth as round. They experience earth as flat. Well, fuck your experience. Experience is always wrong. You, as in the singular you, anyone who is a you, which is everyone, are a bad judge of reality because all you know is your version of it. You need to rely on other people to be like, you know what? The earth's actually fucking around. I just don't get, I don't get that one. I'm, I'm really fascinated by it. And again, I appreciate Daryl. I, res- I respect him as, as a human being. He's a good guy. But that is one thing I do not understand. Anyway. But yeah, there's some good episodes. Uh, uh, hopefully you've heard them all. If not, you're not a real fan and you hate me and you wish only bad things to happen to me. So go back. And listen to them all if you haven't heard them all. Uh, Moving forward, though. A few things. There's a few things that I I know I want to talk about. Um, One of them I'm just going to get out of the way. And this this is just... This is a real mind fuck for me. And everyone knows people like this. This is one I'm pretty sure we can all fucking relate to. I'm going to start broad. I'm going to get you all on my side with this one. Because shit I'm going to say later, you may be not going to be on my side. But I'm going to get you all on my side for this one. What the fuck is going on with people who on Instagram or Facebook are telling their loved ones how much they love them through the social media. What I mean is like, you know, let's say there's like a newly married couple, the first year anniversary, and both the husband and the wife will do these like spouse appreciation posts. Uh, So-and-so is the best partner I could have ever possibly imagined I never thought I'd get someone so great and he's always there for me and she's the, she's my rock or what, you know, whatever the fuck. Do these people know, do these people know that instead of posting about it 
on Instagram, they can just look up from their phone and tell the person that because they're with them all the time, because they share their life with them in every possible way. Why does this message of love and appreciation have to go out into the world, aka out into my fucking brain, and then out bounce off of the world and then go back to the person who they see more than anyone under the fucking sun. If the message is for your partner, you can cut out the middleman. In fact, all of us will be very pleased if you do that. Cut us out of the equation and just tell the person that you're laying in bed with or sitting across the table from not talking to with your face buried in your phone. Just tell them that you love them. Everyone loves that. I love you and your partner talking about how much you love each other in private. I don't love you telling the world, AKA me and everyone else, how much you love your partner. And then you tag your partner and then that's how your partner sees it. What is that? What are people doing? What is that? Whenever I see that, all that kind of thing, let's say it is a married couple, all I think is they're going to be divorced soon. The only reason to do that is out of some kind of weird insecurity or you're like in the fucking doghouse. You know? You like gotta, like when Kobe cheated on his wife and got her that big ring and everybody saw it and knew what the fuck was up. What are you doing? Don't do that. It's like a weird competition thing. People need other people to know how happy they are. But I don't want that. I don't want to know that. I feel like I'm like looking into someone's bedroom when some man or woman is like going on about their intimate partner and intimate details of their relationship online. Post a picture of your fucking dog. I want to see your dog. Or I want to see, I don't know, whatever. I don't even, I don't want to see anything, but I don't want to see that. Thank you. Thank you for all of you for never doing that again. Thank you. I'm glad we settled it. I'm glad that's over with. Nobody's ever going to do that again. Thank you. I, I appreciate you agreeing with me. You will never do that again. Thank you. While I'm on the subject of, uh, of online behavior, what's with, what is with people who have this idea in their head that they have wisdom to share with the world? No one wise ever, ever did that. No one wise ever was like, you know what? I'm fucking wise. So basically there's that dead end immediately. If you think you're wise and you have wisdom to impart, you don't. But there's these people, like there's so many people online. I mean, one of my guests, my, my recent guest, Caroline Calloway, 
good person, very, very nice, had a good time talking to her. But she's one of these people. She'll post like about life and imparting wisdom. And obviously she's not alone. So many people do this. At least she has like almost a million followers. So she has a reason to believe people give a shit about her. But there are people with like 81 followers or like 14 followers who are just like, they'll just post like a picture of, of text that they wrote down in, like on their phone. And it'll be like, if you ever have anything bad happen to you, just remember, keep your head up, keep going. It'll be, it'll be better tomorrow or whatever the fuck. First of all, no shit. But why is everyone insistent upon the idea that they are wise and have wisdom to impart to the world? That is a weird thing to me. All of this shit is weird. What people do online is fucking weird. People will see like a, a, a video I post of my dogs set to like fucking uh, system of a down or something. And they'll be like, you're weird. This is weird. And I look at their page and it's like them posing with their, with the guy posing with his wife for some like posed photo. I mean like, I love you. I love you so much. You're my soulmate. And then the next post is like, never give up with some Bible quote. Fuck you. You're, you're the one who needs your head checked. My dog videos that I set to system of a down or fucking Chuck Mangione or whatever the fuck it is, is what you're supposed to be doing on social media. Anything you can just text to someone, cut out the middleman. Leave me out of it. Don't want to see how much you love your partner. It feels weird. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm looking into a private life that I didn't want to look into. And then the wisdom thing, just stop. Don't do it. You are inspiring nobody, first of all. Second of all, you're embarrassing yourself. Thank you. Thanks. Glad that's over with. I actually thought I was going to move on from online shit, but I'm not. I got one more thing to say about online shit. I'm just remembering now. Everyone gets too mad. Everyone gets way too mad. About shit online. Which leads me to a question. I mean, I feel like people are getting more and more mad now about more and more things than they ever have historically. Like 200 years ago, all you could get mad about was like how your fucking carriage wasn't working. How a spoke on a wheel got fucked up and it like ruined your life for a day. But that was like, that was your life. What was, what was immediately in front of you? That was your life. You only could possibly get mad about a certain amount of things. Now we're so connected that we can get mad about anything, whether it's right in front of our face or all the way across the fucking world or happened way in the past. You get pissed about fucking anything now. And this is a serious blind spot. People are getting way too mad way too often about shit that doesn't affect them at all.
we gotta be we gotta be smarter about that we can't keep getting mad it's like we're falling in the same pothole all the time everyone needs to take a deep breath and realize that doesn't affect me that's not something worth being mad about just say okay and it's all good We got to learn how to get to the other side of the anger quicker. You can't be outraged about too much. You can't be outraged as much as, as, as easily as you used to be able to be outraged because there's just too much to be outraged by. You fucking never not be outraged if you so choose. And a lot of people do so choose. However, they should be making the other choice. Now, I'm going to break my own rule now, talk about something I saw online that I tweeted about that made me mad. So look, I'm not just pointing fingers at other people. I'm going to point a finger at me now too. I did this. I tweeted, I shouted into the void of nothingness to no one, which is to say I tweeted But this really, really got me good. This really was like a, a what the fuck is happening in the world thing that, 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 I, that was brought to my attention. And I saw some stuff about it online after I read about it, after I tweeted about it, but not enough. I mean, this is actually a thing that people should be upset about. And I don't think people are mad, upset enough about this. And maybe it's because I'm in this industry where the offense sort of takes place. But I don't think so. I think it, I think it should make everyone mad, regardless of occupation or station in life. It's fucking demented. Okay, here's what it is. For those of you who don't know, why would you know this? Uh, something called AFM is going on right now. American film market. It's just like a... It's a... It's a film market and, and people and distributors and producers and, 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 and filmmakers go there to try to make deals about movies they want to make, movies, scripts that they have, actors attached, financing, shit like that. And a piece of news that came out of AFM, I think it was this week, is that some company is producing a war film, a World War II film, which fine, there are definitely too many of those, but that's not offensive yet. Not the lead actor, but the second or third lead actor in the movie is going to be played by James Dean. Now, if you know anything about James Dean, you know he's dead. Well, how can a dead person be in a movie, in a new movie, especially someone who's been dead for fucking 60 years or however many years he's been dead for more than that? It's, it's like a face replacement thing. It's like a deep fake thing that is it's so popular now. They're going to do it for real, though. In a real movie, in a real war movie, James Dean is going to be in it. Obviously, it's going to be another actor's body, but they're going to put his likeness, his face on the actor. So it's going to seem like James Dean is in a new movie. Young, alive James Dean, who is dead. 
here's the thing. Fuck that. To expound on fuck that, there are many levels to many layers of of the shitty of this thing's shittiness. Okay, so I'm going to start peeling it back. It's like a shittiness onion. It's a shitty onion. I'm going to start peeling the layers back, the shitty layers. First, who the fuck wants to see that? Luckily, that one's less confusing. I know the answer to that. The answer is nobody. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody living now wants to see that. A young, vibrant, dead guy who's dead. A dead guy who's dead and been dead for a long time in a new movie. No one wants to see that. No one. And this is where we start getting into the weeds where the the shitty onion starts to really stink. But I'm peeling it back anyway. If you really think about this, and anyone who thinks this is not a bad idea, something is wrong with you. Something's wrong with your brain if you want to see this. The face replacement shit, fine, whatever. I do not care about that. If you want to see fucking... Uh, Al Pacino's face on, on, on Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver. Whatever. You're a fucking weirdo, but fine. You want to see face replacement technology? Fine. But all anyone would ever think about when watching that movie is... Death. All you'd think about is death. You're looking at a young man who tragically died many, 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 many years ago who has no business being in a new movie. How could you possibly engage with the movie in front of you and not engage with thoughts about dying? Or just, what the fuck? This is just fucking weird. You can't watch that. You can't. If you expect to watch that and enjoy it, something's wrong with you. That's that part. Then another part, another piece of the shitty onion. I'm going to keep peeling the shitty onion back. It's going to really start stinking now. Our our eyes are going to start watering at this. If you really think about it. Okay, so this was announced in the trades. That means it's far along enough that there's like money being invested in it. It's a real project. It's really happening. But to think of it that way is is an injustice to... The shitty onion. The truth that the shitty onion has to tell. The shitty onion has a truth that you might, at its center, that you might not even have realized. That I was brave enough to peel it all the way back to the shitty core. And this is it. For someone to have that idea, to just have the idea pop into their head, you can't control what pops in your head. Sometimes you'll be talking to somebody and be like, I want to stab him. I'm going to stab him in the eye. You can't control that. What you can control is whether you do it or not. That's when things start to matter. If you do it, you're a piece of shit. You belong in jail. If you just had it pop in your head and you don't do it and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm fucked up. I have a fucked up brain, but huh, at least I can control it. You're fine. That's everybody. Everybody does shit like that. 
So fair enough. You had the idea. Hey, with all this deep fake face replacement shit, we can start putting uh, other people's faces on people. And if you're a movie maker, you start thinking about what you could do. You think, oh, what about James Dean? James Dean pops in your head. Well, we could put James Dean in one of our movies if, with this technology. So you had the idea. So fine. Fine. The idea came into your head. All good. But you thought that that idea was good enough to share, to say out loud to another person. Wow, you're a fucking asshole. It doesn't end there, though. It wasn't just someone got the idea, said it to another person, and the other person was gave a righteous fuck you that's a terrible idea. It's nothing like that. The other person that the first person said it to, the person who heard the idea, thought, that's a fucking great idea. Maybe not the first person the, the guy said it to, but someone, the guy said it to someone, and, and that someone thought, that's a great idea. And so on, and so on, and so on. To the point that it's now a real thing that's going to actually happen. Wow. People are fucked up. Imagine wanting to see that. First of all, people don't even... Not first of all. Fucking eight of all. However many points I've made so far. Nobody even cares about James Dean anymore. Like... Obviously, people that love like Hollywood lore and all that shit or old movies, such as myself, know about James Dean. But to think that like there are still pockets of the world that are clamoring for fucking James Dean? Uh, uh, no, this is too much for me. This is too much for me. I don't know what to do with information like this. The worst idea imaginable, top to bottom. Please don't make that movie. I mean, put like a young Marlon Brando's face on it if you have to. Not the guy who died tragically in a fucking fiery car crash. At, an, at a ridiculously young age. No one wants that. Anyway. Yeah. That's all I got about that. Yeah, I know um, a lot of you, not a lot of you, but some of you don't like when I talk about news or politics. Don't care. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to keep talking about it because it's, it's just one of the things I talk about. Therefore, I talk about it, you know? It's one of the things I talk about, so I can't not talk about it. If I'm talking about it, then I talk about it. And if I talk about it, you're going to hear about it. Nothing, nothing can be done. But this isn't really politics as much as it is about the news. I want to talk about... I want to talk about quid pro quo. 
It needs to stop. We need to stop hearing that phrase. I don't know if you noticed, but I mean, hopefully you've heard the phrase by now. Otherwise, you're genuinely living under a fucking rock because it's on every news channel all the time. So if you've heard the phrase, I mean, you know, it's not English. I'm talking to you in English. We live in a country that whose whose media's first language is English. So news stories and headlines generally when they can should be in English. And if Democrats, people on the left, people who people who want Trump out of office with this whole new impeachment Ukraine thing, it should be in their interest to have the general public understand what the fucking offense was. People don't know what quid pro quo means. I guarantee you most people don't know what that means. It means like a favor for a favor. You do something for me, I do something for you, whatever, like a, like a mafia type thing. It's Latin, obviously. But I guarantee you people don't know that. They hear it on the news. They're like, it means the, the crime he did. It's the crime he did. People definitely don't know what it means. People should know what it means, but let's put that aside. Let's help those people out and use fucking English. Thank you. Sorry, I got a little hot there. I got a little loud there. But for real, speak English. It's in everyone's interest to have people understand what people are talking about. Therefore, the words that are used in talking about these things should be in English. Also, it's such an annoying thing to hear over and over again and say. So here is my proposition. Here's my suggestion. Stop saying it. So all of us can stop hearing it. I mean, fuck, I still watch CNN, which is my mistake. Uh, And I'm constantly railing against CNN. And honestly, they're probably not even worse than most news outlets. I used to also watch Fox News, like just for the fuck of it. Obviously, Fox is the worst, but I don't even watch Fox anymore. So CNN gets the brunt of my uh, fury about the state of the news. But like, you will definitely see the phrase quid pro quo anytime you log on to CNN.com or turn on CNN, you will hear quid pro quo being said all the time in regards to Trump and his phone call with the Ukraine and Joe Biden and the Burisma shit, everything. Not going to tell that story because that's in the news. And if you want the news, go somewhere else because this is not the news. CNN is supposed to be the news. And they need to, they absolutely need to stop saying quid pro quo. Use English words, use all different kinds of words, use words that fit. Just stop saying quid pro quo. Even when I, even when I say it, I want to, I want to hurt myself for saying it. So 
I'm not going to say it again. I actually just logged on to CNN right now to prove my point. But guess what? It actually doesn't say quid pro quo right now. So yeah, that's cool. I'm fucking fake news right now. It doesn't say quid pro quo. But here's the thing. Here's something. About CNN. While I'm, while I'm on the subject. There's so much shit on CNN, which is ostensibly a major news source. Again, ostensibly a reliable news source. I don't know when this happened, but I've been noticing it more and more lately. And I just noticed it again right now. These, there are so many headlines here that are just, they're just not news. Or shouldn't be news. I guess if they're in the news, they're news, but they shouldn't be. I'm just going to read you some of these headlines at random. Just refresh and I'm going to read some. All right, the first one, not so bad. New public hearings announced. That's real news. And very, but very quickly, we get into non-news, such as toddler killed by a falling air conditioning unit. I mean, what do I even say about that? Oh, here's a really good one. I swear to... <laughs> I swear to God, this is a headline right now on CNN. Thank you for proving my point about you, CNN. Here's the headline. A cat was put in, quote, solitary confinement, end quote, for freeing other cats from a shelter. I repeat, a cat was put in solitary confinement for freeing other cats from a shelter. Fuck you, CNN. Here's another one. Right under that, restaurant earns fame with $185 sandwich. Right under that. Scientists may have just figured out why we hiccup. Ah, here's one that's definitely an important piece of news. Alex Trebek chokes up on Jeopardy after contestants' heartfelt message oh man i need to i yeah i need to stop going to cnn why do they do that though for real why do they do that do are are people are you are, are people clicking on that more than the actual news links that they provide because the only reason they would have shit like that is because people actually click on it because it's not fucking news Stop clicking on that. Don't click on the cat story about the cat in solitary confinement for freeing other cats. And if you're CNN, definitely don't write articles about it. You make news. You write news. Just endless shit that doesn't affect anyone in the news. Oh, fuck CNN, man. 
What a bummer. Anyway, yeah, you gotta stop. Everybody's gotta stop saying quid pro quo. Please, just please. Thank you. <sighs> oh, oh, this is something I want to talk about. Okay, there's a there's a there's a documentary on, on HBO about Michelle Carter. I don't know if any of you remember Michelle Carter. Uh, she's the girl at the time. She was a girl. I think she might, might still be a teenager. She was 17 when all this went down. She had a, this boyfriend who was 18. They were both kind of like mentally unbalanced and he killed himself and they lived kind of far apart. And mainly their relationship was over text. And when he died, there were notes and they got into his phone and saw his text messages with Michelle Carter. And at the moment of his suicide, she was urging him to see it through. She was like, no, don't back out now. It'll be better if you just do it. Obviously, that's terrible that she did that, especially in light of the fact that he listened to her. This is what the documentary is about. It's called I Love You Now Die. Documentary is really interesting. Uh, and it really just sort of provides you with the information so you can make up your own mind about it. And I've heard a lot of people talking about it. I was interested in the subject. I remembered the story and I wanted to check out what, what it was, what the documentary was. And I remember at the time thinking, wow, that's really, that's like a, a uniquely modern thing, you know? This idea that's, that someone, especially a 17-year-old girl, could be tried with homicide or, or whatever, manslaughter, because of a text. And then if you read the text, especially out of context, you're like, uh, this person's fucking demented. But when you get the whole story, you see that the actual entire relationship was demented. He was demented. She was demented. Everything they talked about was demented. And I kind of, I came to the conclusion that she should definitely not be in jail. That, that was my takeaway. I felt it very strongly that Michelle Carter should not go to jail for texting her boyfriend or anyone to kill themselves. And, it, and if they do it, then, then she's culpable for that. That seems, ultimately, that seems very wrong to send her to jail for that. Or really to send anybody to jail for anything that they text anyone. And it made me think how a case like that could even really get to court. Why it could get to court. Why she could ever get convicted. She got convicted. She's in jail now. She got sentenced to 15 months, which a lot of people thought was a light sentence for her. And I was, I, I made the mistake of looking on Twitter to see what people were saying about the documentary because I was really curious about this whole thing. And I became really curious as to why anyone would want this girl to go to jail for this. And it made me kind of realize that or, or remember, reinforce a thought that I think a lot, which is that people have such a hard time 
just letting something be awful, letting something be a tragedy that is actually not necessarily blameless, but to take the punitive measure, to to see someone behind bars for doing a perceived wrong. It's such a strong desire that we have. We want to see these people get punished. And I, I actually am the opposite. And it's not even that I'm a, I don't wouldn't say I'm a particularly forgiving person, but I, I think that it's okay for things to just be terrible, to have happened terribly. And the necessity to punish someone to place the blame on someone for the terrible thing that happened. I just don't have that urge. And especially seeing the documentary, I was like, this girl made a fucking mistake. But what's she going to do? Do it again? She's not going to do it again. She's not going to text someone to kill themselves again. She's crying every day in court. Obviously, she feels terrible. And it just seems like a punitive thing. It's like we, we have to punish her for doing that. I don't know if I can't get into that. That's so, that's like a, a strange human desire. To, to, look, if I'm that person's family, if I'm that guy's brother or father or cousin or, or best friend, anything, I want that girl to pay some kind of price. I probably want her to go to jail if I'm them, but I'm not. And almost all of us are not. And yet, if you listen to what people say about it, they, it's like, she's, she got, she got some like light, some light punishment. Like, like the judge went easy on her or something. That's not, True. She's going to fucking jail and she helped contributed to her boyfriend committing suicide. Her life is fucking wrecked. And this isn't even really out of sympathy for her. This is just in general, this sort of broader realization that like people have such a hard time allowing things to have just been terrible. They need to say, Not only is this person to blame, not only is this person responsible, but we need to punish this person for having done the thing that they did. I don't know. I mean, if you kill, if you, if you stick a knife in someone and murder them, yeah, you're a liability to society. You might, you're someone who can kill people. You need to be put away outside of society. I don't know, a text? Mm. And then it became like a part of the court case, like her, all of her texts, like they just went through all of her phone. Texts with other people about the boyfriend that killed himself. Texts with her friends. Texts with everybody. And they paint a picture of a very inconsistent, troubled person. And it made me wonder if everyone's phone was opened 
and exposed like that in a court case, how fucking demented would we all seem? How inconsistent, how weird, how... not understood we would all be the weird little ways we talk to various people the weird little conversations we carry on work things personal things family things love life shit it's a weird thing to have all of your fucking texts to everyone be fair game when someone's making a case against you for something else Basically, if somebody opened my phone and looked through my texts, I'm positive. If they, hadn't, if they didn't know me at all, and if I wasn't in a position to explain them, people would be like, uh, this phone belongs to a crazy guy. It's like non-words to people. Fucking pictures of John Travolta. Just for no reason. Sending gifts of Antonio Banderas to my mom, you know? Anyone on any jury would be like, this guy's, this guy's fucking insane. Definitely lock him up. I just think it's unfair to crack someone's phone open and be like, this is them. This is a map of their brain. I mean, what about your phone? You listening to this right now. If someone, if some fucking, something happened where you were accused of something and your phone was exposed for uh, an entire courtroom, a jury, a judge to see. What are the chances that the, the, the people reading the text would come away with a true understanding of you? I don't fucking know. That seems like a slippery slope. Reading into shit, gleaning information about someone from their texts. I mean, this girl, Michelle, was she's like lying to people. Left and right. She's an extreme case, right? But still, I was just thinking about myself, you know? It's fucking... John Travolta texts, like texting pictures of John Travolta to my friends. Being like, hey, look at this picture of me, you know? And then if I had to like get on the stand, I'd be like, look, it was a joke. And I'd be like, but what's the, where's the humor in it? That's not you. I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I know it's not me, but these friends in particular that we have this joke, we're like, we'll send a picture of someone who's not us and be like, look, this is, this is me. And jury would be like, this guy's a fucking liar or he's fucking crazy. And he belongs behind bars anyway. It just seems like a dangerous thing. I don't know. And then it started to make me think about like a, like leaks of people's phone, like shit that's on people's phones. That's just like out there. Like Amber Heard wrote that recent uh, op-ed about, um, I think it was called, are we all celebrities now? And it was about sort of the trauma of having your 
private, very private photos leaked online. It's weird how quickly people were just like, yeah, these pictures are online now. You can see every all these people naked. There's like websites dedicated to the, uh, naked celebrities, you know. Did we forget that those are not ours? Those were pictures were not taken for us. It's fucking disgusting. Like, I don't mean like from a moral standpoint, even really. It's just like that. It's like a picture of like uh, Amber Heard or Amber Heard or like fucking whoever else that gets leaked. They're naked. And it's like a, a selfie in like a dirty mirror or whatever. And we're all, we all want to like look at that. That's demented. People like to focus on the, on the leaker. Like it's, it's the, the person who does the hacking and leaking, that person should go to jail. Everyone, everyone can unite and say that person's demented. That person belongs in jail. That person's a criminal. But what are all the people that are just like Googling Jennifer Lawrence nude and looking at the pictures and being like, oh yeah, yeah, look, she's naked. I can look at that. Hey, you fucking suck too. You're not you're not out of this one free. You're not free. You're disgusting as well. I don't know. It's 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 similar. It's actually it's similar to me to the thing that I was talking about before about people posting about their loved ones like I love you so and so on social media when they could just be telling in private to the it's like I don't uh, privacy is good not even just for me I want you to have your privacy not even for you I want you to have your privacy for me I just think the lines are so blurred on what's private, what deserves to be private, what doesn't. I mean, I remember when the fucking Jeff Bezos texts came out. Everyone was making fun of him for that fucked up, like, weird-ass pillow talk shit he was doing. I don't even remember. But I read, I read like, one of the texts, and I was like, I don't want to read this. Fuck. Now, every time I go on Amazon, I got to think about like some fucking creepy guy with a creepy eye texting his mistress about how badly he wants to see her or whatever it was. It was so weird, too. It was like so not naughty, you know, but trying to be naughty. That made it worse. It would have been better if it was like super dirty. I want to fucking, I want to skull fuck you on the beach with fucking margarita in my hand. With my finger in your ass, you know? I mean, I probably would have read that all the way through, to be honest. But that, that to me would be less embarrassing. 
than the weird, awkward, like wishy-washy Bezos text shit. But I, I mean, my point isn't that I'd rather read salacious, dirty, dirty shit. My, <laughs> I mean, I would, but my point is I don't want to read any of it anymore. I don't want anybody's private lives all up in my shit anymore. I think it's time for us to be like, you know what? I don't want to look at other people's texts. I don't want to look at other people's fucking hacked, leaked photos. We can still do the sex tapes. The sex tapes are fine. You're making a sex video. Look. If that gets leaked, I'm watching it. Okay? Just letting it, letting it be known to everybody. I'm going to watch your sex tape if it gets, if it goes online, whether you want it to be online or not. But like the leaked text shit, the emails, like the fucking, the, the, the Sony hack was funny at times, but it's just too much. There's too much private shit in in public now. Your privacy is good for me. That's what I think. Hopefully, your privacy is good for you, too. But really, I believe your privacy is good for me. It's too much to th- there's, just too, there's too much shit to think about now. I got to think about the fucking, the cat. The cat, who, the jailbreak cat. The cat who's in solitary confinement. I got to think about that cat. I got to think about quid pro quo. I got to think about James Dean. De- dead James. I gotta think. Of, I gotta think about death, because James Dean is in a movie now. I gotta think about dying in a fiery car crash. I gotta think about so much. Yet. I don't want to also think about the interior private lives of fucking Michelle Carter or Jeff Bezos. You know? I guess I'll finish up with this. Uh, the holidays are coming up. I don't know if I'll do another solo episode before. There's actually a bunch more shit I wanted to talk about. Maybe I'll do another solo episode soon. But I'm going to wrap up with this. It's a holiday thing. There's this controversy about Santa. About what, what race Santa is what race he's depicted as. And there's a similar controversy with Jesus. Like there's a, what, Jesus being depicted as white is a problem because he probably was not white, you know? But white people get super fucking mad about that. They're like, well, why would we change it? Jesus has always been white to us, you know? But that's like a legitimate historical thing. If he wasn't fucking white, it's like a legitimate, why would we make him white all the time? It's a good question. Santa... Santa Claus, the fake guy, the fake guy who fake flies around with fake reindeer, taking his fucking sleigh around in the sky to all the little kids to give around presents. Santa's fake. So if you care what race he is, Something's wrong with you. 
the fact that this is even a controversy is beyond stupid. The fact that it's even ever a headline at all is beyond stupid. But it is. Every year. White people get mad about other kinds of Santas. Non-white people definitely being mad that every Santa is white. Here's the thing though. Santa is a fucking fake guy. Santa's entirely fake. Never been real. No one ever has ever thought he was real except people who are seven and under. So let's let Santa be whatever race and never ever care about that. Because if you're getting mad about Santa's race, the chances of you being racist are extremely high. I'm not saying it's automatic. Maybe there's something I'm missing, something I'm not considering, something I'm just not thinking of. Some good reason to care. I don't know what that would be. So I think it's very likely that if you care deeply about Santa's race, you're racist. I remember I saw this one Greta Van Susteren. I think that's her name, right? The fucking insane Fox News person. Just utterly outraged that that Santa would ever be ever be um, portrayed as non-white. Hey, Greta, get off the TV. You're insane. You care about this. You're insane. There's just too much actual shit to care about than the race of a fake guy. I think the the thing white people get mad about is like, but he's always been white to us. Why do we have to change it now? I mean, that's not valid though. Just because he's always been white, he needs to still be white? Like, what the fuck? Why do you care about the race of a fake guy? Everyone knows he's fake, too. None, None of these adults are like, but Santa is white. Santa's not real. Somebody made Santa up. And everyone who is not seven years old or under knows that. Deep in their bones, they know Santa is a fake guy. So yeah, this is probably going to come up uh, in general, people are going to be really annoying about the holidays. Um, the only thing that's annoying about the holidays for me is that it's like the end of the year and I start to think about like time and ref- I, I reflect on like the things I didn't do the year in the year that I wanted to do. And there's like all this, there's like breaks and the, everyone's schedule is weird. And, uh, by the end of the holidays, I'm like, eh, I'm going to get back to real life. 
fuck Santa, fucking who cares about New Year's Eve? Like, when does real life start again, you know? Uh, but that's it. That That's like it for me, really, about the holidays that 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 I don't like particularly. But people just get fucking crazy. I mean, the Santa shit's above and beyond. I, I, I actually, you know what? I'm going to decide right now that Santa forever, to me, Santa forever is Guatemalan. Santa's, Santa's Guatemala, a Guatemalan guy. And, and that's that. And if you say he's not, I'm pissed. That's probably a good place to leave it. Um, thank you, uh, for listening as always. I greatly appreciate you and we will be back to normal programming, uh, next week. And we have a very cool guest coming up and some more cool guests after that. I'm excited about all of it and I will talk to all of you soon. Thank you so much. And remember, Kate!